This is ContactTalkRadio.com. Consciousness in action. And you are taking action into your consciousness by tuning into Contact Talk Radio. And on TuneIn.com, Hing.fm, and Upsnap Mobile. Contact Talk Radio. Welcome to Carpe Diem with your host, Lisa McDonald. My mama told me when I was young, we're all on silver skies. We sing happy birthday to you, and may all your dreams come true. Happy, happy birthday. Good morning, everybody. That was absolutely lovely. That was Cameron Steele, the network owner, knowing that it's my dad's birthday today. So in light of that and knowing that my guest, Cheney Weiner's birthday is in a couple of days, the birthday tune got played. So thank you so much, Cameron, and thank you, listeners, for joining me here once again on this lovely Friday morning. I am very immensely grateful and very ecstatic to have my guest here today, Cheney Weiner. And given the base of this program expanding to 145 countries, I'm just going to provide a little little bit of insight into my guest before we turn it over, as I always do, to unscripted dialogue. So Cheney Weiner is a sought-after authority on human potential and personal development. He is the founder of the Cheney Institute of Human Potential, an organization dedicated to empowering people worldwide in all seven areas of life, financial, physical, family, mental, spiritual, vocational, and social by helping them discover their hidden brilliance and uniqueness based on what is most important to them. An acknowledged transformational leader and a leading expert on success and raising human potential, Cheney has inspired people around the world sharing his breakthrough methods for personal and professional success in the seven different areas of life. Cheney is often approached by the media for his inspiring insights and advice. His work has been featured on Montel Across America with Montel Williams, Hollywood Confidential with Lisa Gibbons, Martha Stewart Living Radio, Hay House Radio, and on hundreds of radio shows throughout the world. Through his programs and presentations, Cheney's message has touched the hearts and inspired people worldwide. He is dedicated to fulfilling his life's purpose of helping people live more empowered lives by realizing their magnificence and brilliance through the tremendous amount of value they contribute to the world. So, Cheney, thank you so very much for joining me here today. This is such a treat and such an honor. Welcome. Well, thank you for having me, and thank you to you and Cameron for birthday wishes to you, to me and your dad. It's, I guess, showing some love for the Aquarius people. Absolutely. Well, where would we be without the Aquarius people? <laughs> True. In fact, there was even a song. I'm sure you're familiar with the song. It came out in 19, was it 68, 69, around there? Uh, I'm not too sure what song that is. Yeah. If, if you um, go Google it and put it in YouTube, I forgot who did it, but it's, a, uh, it, it's about Aquarius. It's a real Okay. Song. Well, I'll have to definitely look that up. So anyway, I am just so stoked to have you here. And uh, as I always do, Cheney, what I'd like to do, because I'm always very, very interested in finding out, you know, what the core foundation is of what launched you into your life's purpose, your own journey, before we get to how you've inspired other people to live and fulfill living their own life of purpose and passion. So where did this all begin for you, Cheney? When did you realize that, you know, you had a purpose here and it was to do exactly what you're doing? Well, it's interesting because it was really at two different points in time. One, I wasn't aware of consciously and then I realized it at some point. Now, with me, growing up, I was into sports, particularly baseball, and I got into fitness and working out. And what that ultimately did, was, well, ultimately, I went away from baseball, playing sports, into fitness and working out. And during the course of, let's just say, that journey, I was, you know, I was all into, you know, help people with their physical health, well-being, and all that. But what was always sitting in the back of my mind with that is, well, yeah, it's great that people getting 
they look good, they get in great shape. But what about the other areas of life? What about their mindset? What about their career? What about their friends, their family, their spirituality, their social network, that type of thing? So what happened was I just gradually transitioned out of fitness and into personal development where I was, where I am now able to incorporate those other areas into people's lives. Because for me, the fitness, I love working out, doing all that, but it was... If when you're working with someone and personally training them, you really don't get as much of an opportunity to bring that in to the extent that I am able to do now. So that's really the cliff notes version of how I got into what I'm doing. That's why I call myself a human potential specialist because everyone has that gift within them in the different areas of life. It's just a matter of finding out what it is, what it is that's true to them or to you if it's you, and have to really bring that out and have it, you know, have it show up in the world where people can really get something out of it. Because, in fact, I talk about it in my book, this whole notion of helping helping people to help others. And that's really the place that I'm coming from with this, and not just in a one-dimensional way with fitness. It's just incorporating all those different areas of life. So, to me, that's what's inspiring. That's what I love doing. And it's really made a difference in my life as well, and it allows me to help other people do the same. Well, lovely. What a beautiful way to live your life. And and so when you catapulted more out of the sports mindset and carried it over to the other aspects of how to further enrich and enhance other people's life and well-being, uh, were there mentors in place for you? Did you seek people out? Had people sought you out? How did that all kind of gel together? That's a great question. And um, I'm going to answer this in a very, let's just say, a unique way because I've had and I talk about this in my book as well in my book because this is your life the different mentors along the way now initially my first mentor came into my life believe it or not when I was six and a half my stepfather wow now my, now my parents are still alive but they got divorced when I was well seven my mother met him I was six and a half and it was just something about him that just I don't know what it was from the first time I met him but he was he was called a headhunter back then we're talking 1970s. He placed people in jobs. Mm-hmm. They called a headhunter back then. But his thing was get on the phone. Be a, you know, he would always tell me, be a go-getter. You got to be a go-getter. He would snap his fingers, and he was that type of a person. And that's where I picked up. I could say the ability to get on the phone with people, not to be shy, because I was a really shy kid growing up, and it took me a while to outgrow that. But he, I lived under the same roof as him for 12, 12 and a half, 13 years. So I had him as a mentor, but again, I didn't really realize this until I got into my 20s, mid-20s, 30s, and then, wow, this guy really contributed to my life. So he was really my first mentor. Believe it or not, I have a fictional mentor, Rocky, you know, Sylvester Stallone, the Rocky character, and, you know, there's no, okay. there's no boundaries on mentors. They could be fictional That's right. characters. Just you take the story and what it means into your, your own life and so that's one of the mentors because he that character gave me the will to never give up and if you've seen the movies you know exactly what yes. I'm talking about and my other mentor if you want to well we are going to talk about well I am going to talk about professional mentor John D, uh, Demartini who was in Secret because I came across John came across his work and it was very much in line what I was doing the way I was going about my life up to that point in time. So it's just a blending of these mentors coming into my life at different points in time and just how they contributed in unique, different ways. And it's the same thing for each person listening. And it doesn't matter who that person is or where they come from. It's just you know when those people come into their into your life that this is the person. There's something about them that helps me to bring out who I am so I can help others do the same. And that's exactly how it uh, worked out for me. Beautiful. Beautiful. And and so at what point in your career did you start to notice the transition of you having mentors but then morphing into becoming the mentor for others? What, what was happening for you at that point in terms Great of people question. seeking you out? Great question. Just a quick background on that. Ten years ago, I was in fitness, 2005 going into 2006, and a person who was living in California had an existing fitness training studio. He asked me to be a partner. I was 
somewhat naive, and I'll admit it, I'll bring that out, about business and that type of thing. I went into the business with him. I ended up giving him $30,000, and I was out there, out there for basically two weeks. I got a very strange vibe about it. I backed out, never got my money back, moving expenses, cost me over $50,000. I got a lesson. Now, most people will say, well, you know, that is, it costs you money and all that. To me, that you could you couldn't even put a price on that because it was at that point in time where I had sensed that I was about to transition out, but for some reason that what took place there gave me a sign that hey, fitness and going that angle is not the way to go. And I came back again. This was November 2006. I had just come across the movie The Secret. I have a communication background, so I had that type of, what you could say, motivational at the time type of mindset, and it just all gelled at that point in time, and that's when I finally just transitioned out into personal development and self-help, and just not that I don't like fitness, it's just I got away from it and really ended up and am doing what I really love doing, and I have no regrets about it at all. Beautiful. And and so was there one particular person? Did it start off kind of at the micro level before it boomed into the macro level in terms of one particular individual having sought you out for mentorship, or did it take on like a a, a group type environment or a workshop where you then started to facilitate that growth for other people? It just it just morphed or bloomed, if you will, into in my particular case, creating a program which I now call Breakthrough to Achieve. Originally, it was Wealth Mastery Success, but it that went through, it continues to go through its evolution process, and it's really birthed into a group training. Now, I do have people coming in that I do work with one-on-one, but it's mostly a group program, and obviously, like I said, I do have one-on-one clients, people who I work with, but with in terms, let me say it like this. I have, and really over the years have, let's just say, incorporated in this whole notion of integrating my lifestyle with my business and my business with my lifestyle. So there's no degree of separation. So I can do what I love, and at the same time, I'm still living my life. Beautiful. And, and that falls right in line with how I coach people. In the program, I don't ever look at it as work or, or it's something I have to do or I've got to do. It's something I love doing. It's something I can be out hanging out with people. I could be, let's say, maybe watching a football game, maybe hanging out with a friend, and just intuitively am incorporating that into my business. You know, how can I use hanging out with my friend to bring into my program to help someone with their problem? with their issue and that's just I just I love the whole idea of integrating the two so there's no degree of separation now I know many people aren't able to do that but if you're not it's something to really think about because when you're doing what you love and you're loving what you do life flows and there's no oh I can't stand doing this type of thing and yes I understand that people listening right now may not be in that situation but that's why we have these kind of shows mm-hmm. to help people get to that point so they can live that type of life as well well, to touch upon that, you know, it's like the old adage, you know, uh, how you do one thing is pretty much how you do everything. And so although we all wear different hats in our lives, I find it very difficult when people say, you know, who I am professionally is, is completely opposite to how I am personally, because I think who you are and how you're wired in terms of your demeanor, uh, the way in which you interact with people, how you you treat people with kindness, um, you know, how you integrate yourself into any which type of environment. I think if, if you know, if you've got that all together personally, you're going to have that all together professionally. And though your relationship may be based on a different dynamic, I think ultimately how you present yourself is would be true in either which situation. So I, I agree with that wholeheartedly. Yeah, it, it, it's so true. Now, again, it's important for me to say that I know there's people listening who may, not may, who are not in a situation where they have their own business and they're able to do that. However, 
someone, let's say someone listening right now has a job maybe that, that they don't like or that they're looking to transition out of, very simple question to ask. Say, well, how is this particular job right now in my life, how is it serving me? Look at the different things that you do in your job. How does it serve your life? And the bottom line is everything is connected in our lives. Whether it's a job you don't like, it serves a benefit. It's just a matter of taking the time to look. It doesn't mean that you that a person has to, quote, unquote, have to stay at that job forever, but they could use it as a stepping stone to something else that they want to do down the road. But, again, in fact, let me, let me, let me, is okay if I give you a good example of this? I would love an example. When, back when I was 21, I moved down to Florida. I started going to college. And I was working as a pizza delivery driver, and I did that for 21, probably about, well, it took me a little longer to get through college, but it took uh, 22, about six and a half, seven years I was doing that there because I was working and I was going to school. I was going at my own pace. Now, people would say, well, well pizza delivery job, you know, that, that's a joke of a job. Oh, no, it wasn't because I wasn't fully aware of this back then. But there were plenty of benefits to that. One, I was handling money every day. I knew how to manage money. I knew how to prioritize my time and getting people their food on time, sense of direction, treating, you know, communicating with people, communicating with people maybe in in a situation where they got their food late, at their home, on their own turf. Just all these little skills along the way I knew somewhere down the road would come into play and help me somewhere. Well, where's it helping me in what I do now? in helping people in the programs I teach, going on these radio shows, speaking with people, communicating with people, networking with people. So what looks like a meaningless job at the time wasn't, and it's paid off. Same thing for someone listening right now. If maybe they're working a job somewhere they don't like, look to see how the little things that they do at their job that they don't like, how it benefits them. And it'll add more meaning to it. It'll help them transition out. And at some point in time, it's going to come back and, really pay off in a certain way in an area that they really love doing. Wow. I love I love that. And I think just by saying that and, and paralleling it with your example, uh, I think you have helped people um, just by saying that. That really crystallized something for me that I know is going on in someone else's life. So, And I know that they're listening. So beautiful, Cheney. Thank you for that. Um, <clears throat> now, Obviously, in the world of personal development, you know, you don't really generally, typically, anybody who's top of their game, who is truly living their life of passions, uh, you don't typically see somebody one-dimensional where they're either just an author or they're just a radio show host or they're just, you know, a person who takes a stage or provides workshops. So knowing that to be true in your case, is there one element of what you do to inspire people, help people, motivate people, offer clarity that you derive the most passion from? Has it been a result of your book? Has it been your workshops? Has it been on stage? Has it been a guest on someone else's radio show? Are you able to answer that, or is that a tough one for you? It's interesting because to really answer it, it's it's a little bit of each because each person is different. Some people will listen to this radio show or any show I've been on or any show that, well, let's just say in this case that I've been on, and they're going to say, wow, I, I got something from that. What I was just sharing with you a couple of minutes ago about working a job and how that benefits you, there's some people who are listening to this that are going to say, wow, and the light bulb will go off and they'll get an aha. Other people will go, eh, maybe not so. Now, that same person who says, eh, maybe not so, maybe they they go on my website or maybe they pick up my book, they buy my book, and they read the book and they see something in the book and go, wow, I never realized that. Whereas someone else will read the book and go, eh, Maybe not as much. So to answer your question, I like to really have it come from each area because every person is different and certain people are going to be more visual, certain people are going to be more auditory, certain people are going to want to read. So I like to really, great example, back to what you were saying before about living, in essence, what you teach, I like to come from a, I know we've heard this before, you call balanced perspective, well, it's the same thing here. Just have different areas, in this case, different mediums, and just put it out there for people because some people are going to, it, it's going to resonate with some people more a radio show than reading a book and or vice versa. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
And clearly you're a very well-rounded person, but are you able to, if this did in fact exist for you, are you able to go back into a point of time, uh, you know, perhaps before you honed your message, before you uh, gained the complete confidence in which to deliver your message and uh, to inspire and motivate so many people, countless people on the worldwide stage. You know, was was there a point in your life in the beginning of your journey where there was a moment of, okay, I feel a bit of trepidation or I feel a bit of fear, but in order to honor myself and fulfill my life's purpose, I really have to conquer that, I have to relinquish that, and I have to embrace that. If there was an element of fear, what was the fear based upon? Well, it, it was what I was talking about before when I went into that business partnership with the fitness training studio. The fear there was, geez, you know, I'm going to be going to California. This is a person who, I mean, I'm just going to be straight straight up with this person I knew but maybe didn't know enough what's going to happen when I go there. And the ironic thing about it was, I mean, I know we've all heard this, and, I put that out there, and I got a pretty big lesson as a result. But the thing is, this also goes back to what I was just saying, the big big benefit that came out of that, because if I didn't go through that, I wouldn't be on the show right now. I'd most likely still be in fitness or maybe even not in fitness doing something else. Mm-hmm. So that was something that was needed in my life, and it came out of a fear and the interesting thing about that was, yeah, I gave the money. Yeah, I got what some people would say burned for the money. I don't look at it that way. But, again, without that, we're not here talking right now. So I like to say it was in every crisis there's a blessing, and that was a crisis, and a blessing came out of it. Beautiful. Beautiful. Thank you for that, Jeannie. Um, you know, what I would like to know, uh, as as we talked pre-live, uh, my former guest last Friday, Chris Atwood, uh, he's in our world, we're in his world, and, um, you know, we spoke a little bit about one of his books based on, you know, your hidden riches, and we talk about rituals. And so do you have any daily rituals that you apply to your life as a way of keeping yourself clear, as a way of keeping yourself focused and really always choosing to up your game? for everybody who you're there to service? Yeah, can, uh, can we do a whole show on this? <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see, which one do I want to share? All right. I'll give a I'll give some I'll give away what I do here. Okay. Every night before I go to sleep and every morning before I get up, I go through what some would call a meditation, but it's a little bit more than that. I start off by saying I'm so gifted, grateful, and thankful because blank. Mm -hmm. So the first one I do every day, and I do this by design, I say I'm so gifted, grateful, and thankful because I'm alive and in perfect health. Because being alive and being in perfect health is where it all starts. Mm -hmm. That's where it all starts because without your health, without being alive, you can't do the rest of it. And then I go in. Obviously, I'm not going to go through the whole thing because it's 15. It'll take about 15 minutes, and I'm going to have to speak (laughs) pretty fast to go through it. But I... I'm so gifted, grateful, and thankful because I'm alive and in perfect health. Second one, I'm so gifted, grateful, blah, 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 blah. And I go through the gift, and I go through the whole thing. And I just have different ones that I do. Now, I would recommend using the first one I said and then coming up with your own as a result of that. Mm-hmm. The other things that I do is I write down what am I grateful for. And here's something that I want everyone listening you do in your life, just ask the question, what is it about who I am that brings value to the world? Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Now, I break it down a little more. I, what is it about who I am that brings value to the world? What is it about who I am that brings value to my relationships? What is it about who I am that brings value to my clients? What is it about who I am that brings value to my professional colleagues, etc.? Again, what is it about who I am that brings value to blank? Mm-hmm. You can come up with fuck. Five different ones, 10, 20, I use six. And what is the answer you come up with? What is it about you that provides value to all those people? Well, I have probably about a thousand different ones that I have on it. Just as an example, what is it about who I am that brings value to, uh, to, uh, to the world? My ability to speak with clarity, my ability to, to touch people's hearts, my ability to 
help people break through their biggest challenges, my ability to be present, my ability to be on time, my ability to be more punctual, be on time, my my ability to listen with an open heart. I'm just giving you quick examples here. Mm -hmm. I have over a thousand of them for each question. I have six, so I probably have about six, five, maybe about 7,000 different ones because I do this every day. Mm -hmm. So I add six per day. Wonderful. I go, I, I go through that because the reason for doing that is when you ask the question, well, what is it about who, or you know, someone listening will say this, what is about who I am? Not what is about who someone else is because, see, most people are living, <laughs> this is going to sound funny, most people are shooting all over themselves, should, S-H-O-U-L-D. I mm-hmm. should, I have to, I've got to, I'm supposed to, I must, I need to. One of the backbones behind what I teach. If you hear someone using that language, and again, this isn't a bad thing, or if you find yourself saying, I should, I have to, I've got to, and whatever it is you're saying it about, understand that that is, let's just say, injected imperatives from other people. It's other people saying, You should, you have to, and you've got to, versus saying, I love doing this, I'm inspired, this is what I've always dreamed of doing big difference in the energy because I don't know someone who gets up in the morning and says I've got to go to work it's I've got to go to work I got to go to school big difference versus when someone says I love coaching people I love getting ready for my coaching sessions today it's a big difference in the energy absolutely versus I've got to so back to what I was saying before what is about who I am that brings value to the world that's the key what is about who I am and who you are and who each person is, is what they love doing, what inspires them, what they've always dreamed of doing, not what they have to do, not what they're supposed to be doing, because that's what other people want them to do, not what they love doing. It's a big difference in the language. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so, Cheney, what I what else I it came to me as you were, you were speaking there is... Um, you know, for people who are listening or for people who are in your coaching audience or uh, people that you mentor, um, you know, because people are operating at different levels of self-awareness or perhaps people are feeling that they're in their own way or they're feeling to a certain degree blocked, you know, can you maybe bring it down to a level where people can feel, because uh, I can relate to everything that you're saying. We live in the same world, uh, and I believe that that's a choice, and it's also us honoring ourselves and knowing what we're meant to do and why we're here. Um, but for somebody who would look upon your successes and hear all the positivity that's coming from you, which is very genuine, of course, um, can you maybe walk people through, you know, if if something doesn't go according to plan in your world or if you feel that you have somehow either through circumstances that are out of your control uh, but fallen short in an area of goal, uh, manifesting, whatever the case may be, what is it in that sphere? Because we're all human beings. We all feel a spectrum of emotions at different times. None of us are above that. Um, so how would you explain to somebody in a difficult day or a difficult time for Cheney, how you turn that around? What are the tools that you use? Well, two things. Number one, look to see where you are successful already is an important mm-hmm. one. But the main tool that I would use is this is the backbone behind what I teach, my book, how I live my life, and how I help people as well. And that is to look at situations as being because all events are neutral. Every event has things, well, any event that you come across in your life has benefits and drawbacks, and is equal amounts. And so, to answer your question, in my particular case, if something's going on dur- during the course of my day that doesn't go according to plan, I look at both sides of it. I look at, well, what were the positives, or what would have, I don't like these positives, what were the benefits of what took place, what were the drawbacks, Mm-hmm. place, And I look at it from both ends. So even when I have a quote-unquote great day, I take the step back and say, all right, everything went great. Well, what were the drawbacks to that? And a lot of people don't do that because that humbles you. Mm-hmm. It's very easy when things well, – I'm a human being and humans are emotional beings. And it's very easy to get caught up in when things – and I'm bringing this up for a reason. When things are going your way – to get 
let's say, elated, excited, ecstatic, and that takes people out of being focused. Now, I'm not saying to not enjoy that, but it, it's important to understand that with the bigger the high, the bigger the low that comes in at some point. So it's a matter of neutralizing it, and it works the other way as well. So when someone, like when I have a down day, when something happens that is just, that just doesn't go my way. I look at the, I look for the benefits in that. I look for the blessings in that, and that they're there. It's just a matter of looking for them and looking beyond the obvious because they're there. Beautiful. Thank you. You captured that very nicely. And in fact, I, let, let me let me let, let me give you an example of that. And this is a recent example. I just moved out to Arizona, and I'm coming up with this right on the cuff because this just came to mind. I move. Uh, the movers came and picked up my stuff two weeks ago today. And I left on the 17th, which is two days after that, so I've been out here for nine days. I don't have my furniture yet. I don't have my desk right now that I usually go off of. So I kind of have a makeshift setup here. I'm sleeping on a blow-up bed, which I don't particularly care for. Well, that's not going the way I want. Well, what are the benefits to that? Well, getting in bed a little earlier. I'm more conscious of how I'm sleeping. I'm more conscious of how, of how I'm positioning myself when I sleep. Um, staying much more focused than I normally would on what I'm doing, this radio show, etc. You know, I don't have my dresser and all my stuff, so everything's kind of all over the place. Well, what are the benefits to that? Well, I'm getting a picture of how I'm going to set this place up when everything comes, where I'm going to put everything. So, in other words, I'm going to be more prepared for when they get here. And when they get here, I'll be able to put everything in place quicker than I normally would. So I'm just giving you a rough example of this because, again, it's very easy to get caught up in the down part of it. Look for the upside, and you'll find the upside in every situation. I know it's a tough one to get, but it's there. It's just a matter of looking for it and finding it, and you'll find it every time. Absolutely. And what you touched upon within that example is visualization. I imagine you must be a huge visualizer, correct? Yes. Yes. And can you, can you tell us how important or to the degree that that has really catapulted you in life on your journey in being successful with mentoring and helping other people? To answer that one very simply, it gets me to see the unseen, so to speak, because that's where it all begins. And one of the ways that it's really helped me is, and I always, I really like to give this example, take a look at your computer, cars, smartphones, the buildings that you see, everything that you see that's tangible was visualized at some point. It was intangible. And that's not being foo uh, foolish. It's true. And in fact, as we speak right now, somebody somewhere is visualizing something that hasn't manifest in its physical sense, if you will. That when it does, people are going to go, "Wow, you know, that's great." But they don't think about this kind of thing. So, again, this is another tough one for people to get. But never mm-hmm. underestimate the power of doing it it's just you just keep doing it on a daily basis and and it 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 comes up it may not be in the exact same form but it does come up at some point and when it does go wow this stuff works really cool Mm-hmm. absolutely and we talk about that a lot on my radio show you know you start to do something and form new habits for yourself and incorporate rituals that serve you and next thing you know, it's incorporated into part of your DNA. You don't even have to think about it. You know, it's just happening, similar to brushing your teeth. You know, we all know the reasons if you dissect the reasons of why you brush your teeth. Uh, but knowing it's a positive thing, it's a necessary thing, it's a healthy thing, you know, similar to oral hygiene, it's practicing spiritual hygiene and, and you know, allowing yourself based on deservability and feeling worthy to provide yourself the best hygiene possible and in as you focus on all seven areas of your life. Yeah, right? you know, it's really it's really interesting that, that we're talking about this. Um, because sometimes when you actually visualize it, it will come up 
but in a way that you didn't expect. Let me give you an example, and I briefly touched on this at the beginning of the show. Back when I was in high school, I loved playing baseball, and I, a friend of mine took me to see the movie Rocky II when it came out in 1979. Give an age away here. And, uh, <laughs> and something about that movie really inspired me. And I, that's when I got into fitness and working out. Well, I wanted to go out for the baseball team. So I got into fitness. I got ready. I worked out, went out for the baseball team. And you had to make two cuts to make the team. Well, I made the first cut. And when it came time for the coach to, to pick the kids who made the team, he was reading off the names of the kids who didn't make the team. Well, he read off all the names, and he didn't read my name off. And I thought I made it. And then he read my name off last and caught me. Mm. But what happened was, he made a comment that changed my life. And he said, you have more guts than anyone I've ever seen. He says, come out for the team the next year and you'll probably make the team. And I'm thinking, well, great. Well, why didn't I make it this year? But at the same time, I'm thinking, this guy just said something that just had a profound effect on my life. I knew something was going to come about from it. Well, just let me say this. Leading up to that point, I was into the Rocky movie. I modeled myself. Here's the visualization part. I modeled myself after the Rocky character. I worked out. Sometimes I got up at 4 o'clock in the morning. I didn't do the egg thing because I don't like raw eggs <laughs> or drinking them. I tried it once. I don't like that. But outside of that, I, I memorized the dialogue from the movie. I, I, I still know the dialogue from the first and second movies, even the third one. Mm-hmm. And I just I modeled myself after the Rocky character. That's a form of visualization. So Absolutely. I go out for the team. And he, Rocky didn't win the first movie. I got cut from the team. And the interesting thing is the coach who cut me, his name is Rocky. Get out. The coach's name is, I'm not going to say his last name. Well, people who grew up with me know exactly who I'm talking about. And he lived in the same housing development as I did. His name was Rocky. Wow. He cut me. He made that comment. You have more guts than anyone I've ever seen. Well, in the Rocky movie, at the end of the first Rocky movie, the announcer says we have just had the privilege of witnessing the greatest exhibition of guts and stamina in the history of the ring. Pretty similar. Wow. Pretty similar. But I bring this up, one, because visualization, that I literally mimicked Rocky character, but the thing in my case was it set me down a different path in my life because I never played baseball after that. I got into fitness and working out more. I came out of my shell. I was very shy. People stopped picking on me and bullying me. I wasn't getting the crap beaten out of me, but people were kind of pushing me around, making fun of me, especially with my name. That stopped. Mm-hmm. And it took me down a different path. I became more sociable, became more outgoing. Cause, and let me just take this back to what we were saying before. That outcome did not go the way I wanted. Had I made that baseball team, I probably wouldn't be doing what I am today. I probably wouldn't have stuck with working out. I would have gone down a different path. So that changed my life. That changed the direction of my life. And it also got me to see that, hey, I like playing baseball, but I didn't quite love it. Mm-hmm. So, well, it's, it's interesting that you say all this, Cheney. And again, you know, I don't believe in coincidences. I truly don't. And there there's always some kind of light bulb moment for me in my guest, whoever my weekly guest is. And what came out of this for me, uh, and I see a lot of parallels between your story and my story. Um, you know, I used to swim competitively, and my goal was always to go to the Olympics. And I did have to eat raw eggs. It was awful, but I did. And I also had a raw uh, The whole shebang. Oh. <laughs> It was awful, and Ugh. you know, and training was intense. It was six days a week, so um, twice a day, and um, and so anyway, you know, although swimming at you know similar to what you're saying about the baseball, and you know, of course, it, I didn't make the Olympics. Uh, the person I swam with made it to the Olympics, and uh, and you know, but the discipline and the coaching and the mentoring and all the pivotal ingredients that go into molding and shaping every other aspect of your life. I mean, there's always, as you pointed out earlier in the show, and I believe this myself intrinsically, you know, there's always, and not to define this as a crisis, but, you know, whether it's a disappointment, whether it's a setback, whether you don't feel to the degree that you, uh, you know, had a certain level of where you wanted to rise within achieving the goal. So, again, my case was the Olympics. Didn't make it to the Olympics. But in terms of the path that that sent me on, similar to what you're saying, 
uh, from the baseball. I totally understand that. And, you know, it wasn't until you mentioned to Rocky, I had a mentor named Rocky. Um, yeah, seriously, uh, you know, it was, uh, I was in, I went to college university and, uh, I was a child and youth care worker diploma program and there was three, four month placements I had to achieve. And one of my first introductions to placement working tangibly with clients providing service, uh, kids in crisis, uh, he, his name was Rocky. Interesting. Interesting. It is interesting. So, um, but anyway, what I would also like to touch upon as well, what, you know, was it visualization that took you on the journey of uh, writing your book or getting the idea and getting clear on what it was you wanted to, or felt the uh, the need to write about? What was the journey with the book? <laughs> can we do another show on this? <laughs> <laughs> well, I can certainly have no, you I'm back. joking. I'm joking. <laughs> no, I can answer this one pretty, within a few minutes, very easily. Mm-hmm. Originally, I would let me let me let me say it like this. I've had people who have approached me and people who I've spoken to that were continuously saying, "When are you writing your book?" Because I write a newsletter two times a week, and many people. I think Marcy might have been on Shima was on my email list, and other people who were in personal development were on my list as well. And some of them said, well, when are you going to write a book? And at the time, I'm, ah, I want to just focus on my program and do that, which for that particular point in time was the thing to do. And as far as the book, you know, people would just say, well, when are you going to write a book? Ah, I'll get to it. I'll do it. I'll do it. But meanwhile, I was writing a newsletter two times a week because people would say, well, you know, you really write great, blah, blah. But I wasn't really thinking about that. And then just little by little, I started thinking, you know, at some point, I'm going to do it. And then a particular person I know, a friend of mine, she may even be, I don't know if she's listening to this show. I, I had a conversation with her about a year, almost a year and a half ago, and something within that conversation just triggered off and said, write the book. Mm. So I went and wrote the book. It took me five months to write. I started writing it in November 2014. I finished it in April 2015, and I went through the editing and did all that stuff. But the book was actually pretty easy to write because I was bringing in different parts of my life into different topics and themes that I wanted to get across to people. And it's interesting because going to school growing up, and I, I tell people this quite often, English class, I've never, even in college, I've never gotten an A. I've gotten an A in every other class or subject, never in English. I've got B, B plus, B minus, never got an A. So English was, eh, no mm-hmm. big deal. But the thing was, the way they taught, at least when I went, is writing poetry, writing grammatically correct paragraphs. Well, I didn't write my book that way. I wrote it in conversational type of manner. So I guess with me, it well, I don't guess, but the whole, again, tapping into my uniqueness and how I do things, that's what allowed me to write the book. Because if I had to write it in the way that I was taught in school, there's no way would I have written it. It just it came from the heart, it came from the soul, and it came from life experiences that were mine, but that can help other people as well. And that's why I love doing what I do, because I can take what I've gone through in my life, have people bring it into their lives, and have it work for them in their own special and unique way. Lovely. That's why I wrote the book. Lovely, and congratulations on the book. And so why don't you tell us what the title of your book is and where people can find it? Yeah, the book is called Because This Is Your Life, and it's about how to live a meaningful life while feeling respected, appreciated, and recognized for who you are and all you do. And you can go check that out on www.becausethisisyourlife.com. And I will say this. The book is free. I just ask that people pay for the shipping and handling. And Mm -hmm. along with that, they get a free video training series on what does it take to stay focused. And if you buy the book on Amazon, you don't get that video series and the book is double the price book 17 on amazon seven dollars 95 on my site it's just a shipping and handling lovely well good for you and is there a second book in the works interesting you bring that up because (laughs) this book is 354 pages and the biggest challenge i had in writing it was keeping it under 500 so i have (laughs) i would say i have right now two more in me 
It's just a matter of how I'm going to structure it out. But I really didn't have a problem writing it. It was just keeping it. In fact, three, 354 pages was even a push. Mm-hmm. But, and, I, you know, and, and are you – sorry. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. No, no, you go ahead. No, I just didn't want to put a limit on it, so I just I, – I went with it, and that's what came out, three, 354 pages. Wonderful. And are, do you feel as if you would want to share perhaps a little of insight about the premise of your second book, or are you keeping that under wraps? Well, it's going to be along the lines of, I don't want to say a continuation of this one, but it's going to bring more of, well, let me say it like this. I didn't really talk about much about being focused in here. That's why I have the video training series for that. Mm-hmm. But I'm, I want to come from a place of that a little more and more along the lines of relationships. Because I didn't really touch on that as much in this book. I touch on it, but not that much. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be something along that line. I don't have the whole thing written out yet per se. I have an idea of what it's going to be and I'm looking at starting on that sometime this year. Sure. Fantastic. And are you self-published? Yes. Okay. As of now, which is, which wasn't as difficult as I originally thought it would be. It's actually mm-hmm. pretty easy to do. Good for you. Well, congratulations. And, and so for somebody who obviously, you know, is a visualizer, is a manifester, somebody who aspires to always be the best version of themselves, what, what else are you projecting that you would like to incorporate into your life? What else have you yet to endeavor that, you know, is kind of playing around inside of you that you either through time constraints or juggling too many things right now at the moment, but what else would you like to endeavor to do? What do you, what else are you feeling a calling for? Well, to bring in more of the different areas of life, because I mean, let's let's face it, there are seven different areas of life, and for each person, some are going to take on more of a focus than others. With me, it's more right now along the lines of business. Of well, I just moved out here to Arizona, so I'm going to be new people. So I want to bring more of that into more of the meeting new people and getting out more so especially in a new environment that I'm in here versus where I was before. And that's also one of the reasons why I made the move. Not the reason, but that's one of the reasons because it's nice weather here, get out and around more versus being in snow. Beautiful. <laughs> well, good for you. Good for you. And um, and where can people find you, Cheney? Well, they can go to my site www.chaneywiner.com C-H-A-N-E-Y-W-E-I-N-E-R.com and as I mentioned before you can go check out the book because this is your life.com either site you go to you'll see the book there so you can check out the book and can check out the site as well I have other radio shows I've been on there's blog posts on there there's podcasts on there and I'm actually going to be adding to that over the next couple of months so check, uh, check that out and I am going to say to Pick up the book because mm-hmm. there's a lot more in that book than what I can say on the radio show that goes way beyond what we talked about here. And even well, the stories I mentioned here too. Mm-hmm. Well, I for one definitely will be picking it up and I, I appreciate the time uh, and just all the insights that you've shared with us on radio. And so given that it's not going to be long before we have to wrap up here, um, what would you say to people who are listening, Cheney, you know, who are perhaps feeling stuck uh, feeling like they've gotten in their own way, feeling like they're on the cusp of change, but they don't know how to navigate it. What what would be your imparting wisdom uh, to these individuals? Well, take a look at the successes that you've had in your life up to this point. Because everyone's had them, and it may not be the exact ones that you want right now. If you have a family and your family is really tight-knit and really intact, that's a success. If you have a particular social group that you belong to that you go to and everyone is pretty much on the same page, well, that's a success. Look at the different success in your life. It's very easy to look at the failures or, well, I haven't done this yet or things aren't going my way. Look at where you have success in your life. Look at what you can be grateful for up to this point. 
I gave you an idea of what to do. I'm so gifted, grateful, and thankful because mm-hmm. I looked at them and also have, like I said, the gratitude. You know, what am I grateful for? Just these are I call little big things in life. And no matter what's going on in your life, look for that. And also, like I was saying before, if there's a crisis going on in your life, look for the blessing in the crisis because it's there. And when you see that, poof, you get an aha moment. Yeah, you know, I know it's one thing to listen to a show like this and say, yeah, it's it's one thing listening to it. But I like to tell people, and this is how I'm going to, these are going to be my my parting words. It's one thing to listen to what I say here or to listen to what anyone says, but it's another thing to take this, bring it into your life, and make it work for you. So my parting words are make it work for you and go down the path that you were designed to go down and be who you are in the process. Lovely. Absolutely beautiful, Cheney. And so as we're wrapping up here, what I would like to say is that I'm gifted, grateful, and thankful for you. Uh, for for the time that uh, you've afforded us here to join us. Uh, you're obviously in transition, but knowing from what you've said, you're looking at everything as a positive and a benefit. You know, I know you deviate from the word positive and, and prefer to use benefit. So, um, you know, I wish you uh, great success. Uh, I'm hoping that our paths will continue to cross and uh, and that we can stay connected. And I just want to thank you for everything, and I hope you have a fantastic birthday in a couple of days, and I'll be wishing you a happy birthday on your page. And I just want to... Yeah, lovely. That is so sweet. I'll be passing that along to him. And um, so I just want to say that, again, I'm, I'm gifted, grateful, and thankful for you taking the time to join us on my show and for your wisdom, your insights. Uh, and I will say the word positivity. It's been, been very inspiring listening to you. The, par- the parallels have been uh, providing me with some goosebump moments here. So it's just been lovely. I think you're fantastic. I wish you all the success. Uh, we're very grateful in this world to have people such as yourself who – you know, aspire to make it better and to make it healthier and to offer the clarity that allows each of us to step into our own truth and walk our own path. So I want to say thank you, Cheney. I wish you a fantastic day. Uh, to my listening, to my listening audience, I want to thank you once again for tuning in to my weekly show, Carpe Diem. I'm your host, Lisa McDonald. I go live every Friday at 11.04 a.m. Eastern Standard Time here at the Contact Talk Radio Network. If you have any show topic ideas or suggestions or you wish to appear as a guest on my show, kindly let me know and uh, connect. Reach out to me at lisamcdonald13 at gmail.com. McDonald is spelled M-C-D-O-N-A-L-D. As well, I can be reached at lisamcdonaldauthor.com. So I wish everybody a phenomenal, safe weekend. Have a great birthday, Cheney. Have a lovely day. Thank you, everybody. Take care and all my best. Love and gratitude. Bye-bye. You've been listening to Carpe Diem with your host, Lisa McDonald. For more information, please go to Lisa's website at lisamcdonaldauthor.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.